0: does God communicate to us? In our first reading from Deuteronomy, we see how for the people of Israel, God spoke through his servant Moses. Moses served as the messenger between God and the people, but now he's facing the end of his life. And he says... A prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up for you from among your own kin. To him you shall listen. And God did raise up prophets Isaiah, Jeremiah, Hosea, and Amos, and others as well. And there were times when there were no prophets, and there were times when there were false prophets. And now we come to our gospel passage. And from Mark we hear of Jesus. He enters the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In Jesus, God speaks to us directly, no longer through an intermediary, Jesus is the Word made flesh. Jesus shows through words and actions God's love for us and calls us to the greatest commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. How does God speak to us today? I believe that God speaks to us through the scriptures and through the teachings of the church, the body of Christ, guided by the Holy Spirit. But I also think God uses all kinds of avenues to speak with us. I don't know if you've heard, but Father Bill Luger died on Friday. He was one of the priests of our diocese. He was a couple years behind me in the seminary. And uh, he just helped out with our 430 mass here at St. Michael three weeks ago um, but if you get a chance Google his name and There's an interview he did with Janet Cassidy. It's 38 minutes long, but it's worth listening to and In it he, he did it last August. He talks about he's, he's had this disease It's a very rare disease called good pasture syndrome. He knew he was going to die from the disease And so it's the approach that he took with his dying. And um, so he kind of tells that story. And as I said, I think it's worth hearing. But in it, he also tells his vocation story. And he talks about, as a young adult, he was at his home parish, and he was teaching catechism to the middle school students. And one day, what happened was one of his students, a seventh-grade girl, looked at him and said... Mr. Luger, you should become a priest. And that's what started his journey to becoming a priest and serving in our diocese these last 35 years. So you never know in what way God will choose to speak to us. I believe that God speaks to us as individuals. I also believe that God has a message for us as a parish. How do we discern what God's message is? Is it just whatever Father Jim says, that's what God says? Well, that's one approach. But uh, (laughs) it's, it's something that what I seek to do, every parish has a pastoral council, and it's a representative group of parishioners that uh, pastors are wise to listen to them and and you are wise to speak with them as we try to discern who are we as a parish, who is God calling us to be as a parish, and how do we get there. So that's one of the things with pastoral council. The other thing is we're part of the Diocese of Lansing, and last fall the Diocese of Lansing asked every pastor to assemble a team of staff or parishioners who would go to a series of day-long meetings last fall and kind of really try to figure out, I mean, we know what God is calling to in the basics, right? Love God, love our neighbor. But how do we, what does that look like in each parish? How do you set priorities and goals that kind of try to address what each particular parish needs? So I asked Laura Kastner and Kelly Birchmeyer from our staff and Dan Clote, and Dan O'Shea, and Kathy Willem from our uh, parishioners. And they all said yes, and they all went to the meetings. And uh, during those meetings, we heard presentations from the Catholic Leadership Institute. We looked at data from the Disciple Makers Index that many, remember that survey many of you did last uh, spring? And uh, we prayed. And we ended up coming up with three priorities and two goals for each of those priorities for our parish for the next three years. And now I'm gonna ask you to pass out the sheets that are at the end of the pew. Now, it's possible, if you can't find one at the end of your sheet, uh, look around. I see, I see some around, they're, they're around, okay? And there's two sides to it. The one of a side, it gives the background, the process, next steps. You can read that on your own, but I want to focus on the colored side that's got the three priorities, okay? And you'll see that the first priority is to help increase enrollment by promoting the value of Catholic education at St. Michael's School. We've been blessed to have a school at our parish since 1961, and just this past week, our school, every every few years, the school goes through an uh, accreditation process. The accreditation team was here, and they left us with some very, very uh, fine commendations. And so um, we wanted to, we, we set two goals. One is increase enrollment by 10% annually. I think we have a wonderful school, but I wanna see more people able to participate in it, and so we want to get the word out to make people know uh, about St. Michael's School. We're going to be calling on our, our families that attend the school to help get out the word, but all of you, uh, you should be getting a letter in the mail uh, from me and from, where's Mr. Sweet? Where's Nathan Sweet, our principal, that I think was sent out on Friday, so you'll probably get it maybe this week sometime, and Just And we're going to be uh, doing some ads and some local media things to uh, encourage enrollment for this next year at our school. We want to have more people, more children, be able to benefit from what we think is a wonderful school, a faith-based education. The second goal that we have is to increase St. Michael's School Endowment Fund to $1 million by December 2026. Currently, the endowment fund is at $346,000. Now, what's nice about the endowment fund is that's something that lasts for perpetuity, but it's also something that we're able to draw on the distribution on it each year to help with the needs of the current school. Our hope is is if we can build it up to a million dollars, that will allow um, us to keep tuition costs down for families that send their kids to school, but also for our parish community. Our parish community, um, we provide uh, the help that allows us to have, uh, this is one of the key ministries in our parish, so so this will also be helping our parish for our portion of, of the expenses at St. Michael's School. So that's our dream, that's our, our hope, that we can build up that endowment uh, so it can be a million dollars by December, 2026. The second priority, to help integrate new parishioners into parish life. When we did the Disciple Maker Index, one of the things that came out is, sometimes it's hard if for new parishioners to get incorporated into the rest of the parish. So we wanna do what we can to have everyone as involved members, And uh, a couple goals that we set. One is our ministry fair. And you perhaps have been hearing about that already. Uh, In March 9th and 10th, all of our different groups and organizations, our choir, everybody that's going to be having a booth downstairs, we're going to feed you, there'll be food, um, and then we just want you to come around and just see different ways that you can get involved at St. Michael Parish. So that's March 9th and 10th, and we'll, we'll do it this year, and then we'll do it again next year too. And then our other goal with that is building relationships between new and existing parishioners through an accompaniment ministry by spring 2025. We're not exactly sure yet what that's gonna look like, but our hope is uh, that we'll be able to accompany new parishioners to get orientated to our our parish, kind of building on the work that our stewardship commission is already doing with our newcomer luncheons. and and then maybe it was when I brought this up with pastoral council, just also maybe a way to reach out to people maybe who for whatever reason haven't been attending St. Michael and, and to invite them back in. Uh, our third priority, actively engage our parishioners in sharing their faith. And that's the call of evangelization, sharing the good news and inviting others to come to Uh, Pray with us. And so there's two goals with that. One is that each ministry in our parish will annually identify a way that their particular ministry, how does that particular group uh, share the good news with others? And then we also hope to provide opportunities every year uh, to our parishioners. Sometimes we want to share our faith, but we're not always sure, how do I do that? How do I come across without being a holy roller or whatever? Um, how do we get across our faith to share the good news with others? So those are our three priorities as our parish. Now, when we were at um, the cathedral for these meetings, it wasn't just our parish that was there, it was all these other parishes there too, and they all had their groups, and it was kind of a natural time. You've probably been hearing about all the dioceses is now uh, formed into, into groupings. Our grouping consists of St. Michael, Saint Gerard, and then Saint Mary, Charlotte, and Saint Anne Bellevue Parish, and so we got the leadership teams of those three parishes together to see could we have a common priority and goal for our grouping. And what we came up with was at this point to build community and communication, um, you know, helping to be aware of what each parish is doing, uh, with a shared calendar, uh, and also. T- uh, to create an awareness of our parish grouping by creating a common communication plan. We've been hearing some about this grouping. It'd be helpful to kind of clarify what the grouping is, what it is not. So hopefully that will be appearing. One thing that struck us was we realized all the parishes in our grouping are located in Eaton County, and we're trying to come up with kind of a pithy way of, of expressing who our group is. So we came up, with EPIC, okay? EPIC stands for Eaton Parishes in Community. So you belong to an EPIC parish, all right? <laughs> so you'll be hearing more about that in the time ahead. Moses was the intermediary between God and the people of Israel. How do we continue to seek out what God desires for us as a parish community? Let us be open to God's spirit. Who is God calling us to be? How do we get there?